Hello and welcome back to episode number 11 of the Indie Game X podcast. So this week we are going to be talking to Philip from Blood and Pixels. Now his game is Feudal Kingdoms and if you like strategy games and you like medieval stuff then this is a medieval strategy game. Um, and there's some really cool ideas that he has for this game and the way he's designed it, um, which I think you're really going to enjoy. Um, and it's a great interview. I really enjoyed talking to Philip. I'm going to leave some... There is a Kickstarter campaign. I want to get this out first because there is a Kickstarter campaign running right now. Um, it is currently the 14th of June, 2020. Um, and it has 16 days left. So please head over to Kickstarter and uh, and back the campaign if you're interested. Um, if you're not, then please at least retweet or share the um, the Kickstarter campaign for Philip, um, as that would be super helpful. Thank you. Um, lastly, before we get into the interview, um, I just wanted to say a big thank you, as always, to all the downloads and comments and retweets from everybody. Um, it's been wonderful. Um, I'm having a blast doing this, so we've got loads more to come, loads more interviews. If you haven't left a review and you are enjoying the podcast, then please head to iTunes and leave a review for the show just so we can get the podcast out, out to more people. And the more people hear it, the more the more developers get exposure. And that is the whole point of the podcast. So if you don't mind, that'd be wonderful. So that is enough chit-chat from me. Let's jump straight into the interview and welcome Philip. Welcome to the show, Philip. And uh, let's just jump straight into the questions because as we were just discussing, I hate waffle. Let's go straight to question one. <laughs> don't worry there'll be an intro to explain what we're doing yes. um so tell us who you are and what your game is called um my name is philip i'm living in berlin it's a beautiful and creative city and i currently develop the game for the kingdoms it's a medieval grand strategy game and yeah it's about conquering and building a kingdom i'm surprised this has not really been done before has it because this is a medieval strategy game. And um, I can't think of one that's been done like this. Um, there are some others. For example, Crusader Kings is one of the Ooh, okay. Games, um, okay. If you ever have played it or take a look at it. Um, oh. The other big game series is a Total War series. Yeah, okay. Um, so there are a lot, game, a lot of games. They, I guess they make every one year or two years a new game. So what made you want to... So, Okay, so why is, this, why is your game any different? Or what made you want to create a medieval-based one? Um, I guess the medieval-based ones are yeah, quite a good uh, starting point for this, what I, what I like to do. Um, I started the game with real-time... Um, free time simulation and I shopped it down later to round based simulation but um, the point is I like to play this kind of game, grand strategy games mm -hmm. okay. but all the games on the market are not for my needs not deep enough they are very I don't know, in Total War you can cast like as much soldiers as you can, as you have, have gold but no one asks the question how many population have has a settlement and how many ah. can, you can you recruit? That's interesting. So oh okay. So 
I mean, that's a, I mean, that's already a great, a great idea that you've built a game to scratch your own itch, haven't you? Um, and that's actually a really good point about the, about the population of the land, because I've never even thought about that, because that is yes. going to drastically change the whole yes. battle. This has changed everything in the game. I I didn't think about all the changes this, this makes. But if you raise an army and you send your soldiers in a battle and you lose, let's say, the half of the soldiers, and later you, you after the war, you get them back as workers and then you have lost workers for your economy, um, this has a great impact. So... Raging wars is not that easy, or the, the discussion to rage a war is not so easy made as in other games. You have to calculate very good and have to ask the question is, uh, is this worth the war? Or are there other ways to get more settlements and get a bigger and stronger kingdom? And this is the questions I ask it myself during the development. and. Yeah, next to the feature that I added, um, a realistic population structure, I added a more or less realistic item structure. So if you don't have wood or iron in a settlement, you can't build uh, buildings, which refine the raw metals, uh, materials. So you have to build up an economy and you have in every settlement a storage of items also of food. So if you don't prepare your fields or your food storage before the winter comes, you have you will get problems to you will get problems with starving population in the game. Um, yeah and I never saw this deep strategic simulation before and that's this is why I choose this way to make this game. But, well, to be, again, strategy games, and they're not really my style of game. It's not a game I, I naturally play. I mean, I've yes. played a few in the past, but it's not my go-to genre as such. So yes. I actually can't believe that those kind of things are not taken into consideration in the other games. That seems, it, it seems obvious to do it that way. But I mm -hmm. suppose, why would they have left that stuff out? It seems like a core mechanic in any war and battle. Yes. You need to manage your resources. Um, people die and stay dead. So you I need mean, to account for that. <laughs> I mean, I played... Um, I have to look how it's... What was it called? Um, I played not only the Crusader King series, or the Crusader King, but also the... Uh, I don't remember the name. However, um, yeah. Um, the reason why other games don't do it is quite easily because it's hard to do it <laughs> it's <laughs> it's still a thing i i'm thinking about um it's a game fun so the game has have to make fun it's, and yes. this is the core question i ask myself it, it if it will make fun at the end um because the realistic population structure is cool and it's a new feature but it's also hard to understand, how to manage, and yes, it's not an easy game because of this one. It's maybe not yeah. a mainstream game. It's something more for people who search for a deep and hard experience, I guess. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it seems like the the way you're describing it, it's, it's going to be a game for 
dedicated strategy people who want to really yes. test their skills. Yes, yes, um, yes. Because I, I can just I can already imagine that I've created an army, I've had some brilliant plan, and then me being useless at strategy games, I send everybody in and they all die by drowning in the river that I didn't know that was there. <laughs> and then I've spent five hours building that army up and now everybody's dead. And then I've got to think, oh, well, they're not just going to respawn like the other games. They're all dead now. Um, so that's my game over, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah so you if, you, if you're a casual player, that's gonna, you're going to think, oh, damn, this is too hard for me. Yes, I guess this game isn't something for casual players. Um, maybe we can fit the gameplay later hmm. into a more casual one, but currently we are crafting it more for the strategic people. And that's fine. I mean, because sometimes it, people get too obsessed with creating a game for everyone. And yeah, it I guess have you, to be you can't. For yes, yes, you can't create a game for everyone. This is not possible. I guess absolutely. And if you try and water it down too much, then you've just got, you know, a simulator, yeah. haven't you? <laughs> it's like, well, great. It's like having all the cheat codes. Um, okay, so this. So if you're gonna, if you're going to be, a, if you're a strategy game fan, and you really want to test yourself, this is going to be a, an excellent game to do that. And it's true, yes. Yeah, which is fantastic because now you've got your you're going to have a very dedicated fan base, which is always cool, which is very good. Okay, well that's a that's a great story and a great idea. I really like that. So, how long have you been developing the game for? When did you start? Um, I started developing the game um, October last year. Oh wow, really? That, okay. Yeah, I was going pretty fast forward with the game because I had just to write my bachelor degree. Um, mm. It started with in October, and I know I had it until April, I have to send it in. Or until January, I have to send it in, but April is my last study month, or was my last study month. So I just wrote my bachelor degree as fast as possible down, <laughs> as crappy as possible. Yeah, that'll um, do. To, to have as, as much time as possible to develop this game. and That's the spirit. Yes, <laughs> that's the indie spirit there. Um, yeah, yeah, that'll do. Have that bit of text. I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, in mid of the in mid of November or end of November, I had a core gameplay done with a map generation, a world generation, and I decided to expand my team. And I was looking for a freelancer to make some graphics because yeah, if you develop a game and you have just placeholder graphics. It looks like crap, and you aren't that motivated. But if you have nice-looking graphics, you are much more motivated to push the game more and more. Yeah, you uh, want to show it off. You want to show people how great your game looks, and you can't underestimate the power of, like I said, a, a quick, quick five-second video or a GIF of a game. Seeing yes. scrolling past your Instagram or your Twitter feed, gotta look good for people to look at it. Um, you know, unfortunately or Fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, that's how people work. Yes, this is totally right. And that's why I choose the path to work with a freelance uh, artist, freelance artist. And yeah, we make, we continued development, you make some graphics, I sent them some money, and I wrote more code and more code and more code. And at the end of December, or beginning of January, I had some testers for the game. 
who gave me the first feedback and this was a very important feedback because back then I had it um, as a real-time strategy game, but this wouldn't work in this kind of deepness because you like to manage every settlement and every army, but you couldn't manage everything so in real time. So I had to change it to round, so round-based strategy game. Right. And yeah, I made some other changes. The testers suggested me. Um, yeah, that's what testers are for. That's why, yeah, it, make, it makes sense when you're making the game, but until you, you see people play the game, you understand how yes. yeah, that they're going to notice things that you weren't even thinking about. Yes, um, yeah. We will, we will also um, have more testers playing the game, and as with Discord, we can look how they play the game, they can share their screen, and we can take a look at how they play the game. This will be very interesting when we come to this point. <laughs> because, yeah, we as developers like to give the players a perfect experience, a very well-designed experience. Games are entertainment, so we like to have the players entertained. Of course. And that's why we need to look how they play the game. And if we know how they play the game, we can improve it, yes. So that's why we have we'll have more tests with intern testers. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I hope that that comes to our later question. <laughs> um where I will uh obviously I would love to do a stream of the game while it's still in production. That would be very cool to do. Um which, you know, it's um it's amazing what that flags up because I tend to play games wrong, as people keep telling me. <laughs> we, we can do a stream of the game. This is no problem. But I, we need some more time because there are some core functions that we like That's to right. have done before we like to test it again. Whenever you're ready, we'll get I on it and do a stream. Something like a month, I guess. Maybe a bit more, maybe a bit faster. I don't know. We will see it. But something around okay. a month would be fine. Okay. Well, you let me know, and we'll do it. We'll do a live stream, and uh, and we can uh, you can shout things at me for doing it wrong, <laughs> 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 and watch me kill everyone in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, so you mentioned that you got a you, you're using a freelance artist to do your artwork. Um, yes. What are you developing the game in Unity or? Um, no, I started like four years ago with game developing and I started with, I guess back then it was C++ and I didn't understand a thing at the, at the <laughs> very beginning. <laughs> yeah. And I was just searching on YouTube for tutorials how to code a game in C++ and there was a tutorial, I started it and the guy said, oh, I like to make a, make a tutorial about C++, by, but I have deleted, deleted the files. And instead of this, I make a tutorial in Lua with the engine Love2D and yeah, just enjoy it. And I was like, okay, this is not what I like to see, but I keep looking at it. And yeah, four years later, I'm still developing in Love. The framework is called Love2D. Love it's a great framework. Oh wow, that's interesting. That's a new one. We've not had a anyone yes. developing that before, so you're the first. There are very, as a, it's a small community. It's a very, very small community. I guess there are something like fifty or one hundred uh, active developers with Love, and that's it. 
It's a very small community, but they are helpful and the engine is very powerful and fast. I mean, other developers had need like two years to get the same thing achieved. Like I got achieved in it's roughly nine, 10 months. Yeah, you are. It, it's, you've done it very quick. That is definitely true. Yes. Um, if you like to develop something quick and easy, love is the thing you should do. <laughs> okay, well, but, I'll leave a link to that if anyone's interested in finding out more about that. We'll we'll get a link to that. That sounds cool. I can send you some links. Yes. Yeah, that'd be good. We'll we'll post those. Um, but would it cause you any problems in the future? Um, if you want to, um, is this going to be PC only, or do you have other yes, plans? That's this is one of the biggest problems. Um, if you develop a game in Unity, for example, you can port it, I guess, quite easily, but you can port it for consoles. But Love doesn't support any ports for consoles. So, no. yes, I have to stay on PC with my game. But... I don't know how you play this on, you wouldn't be able to play this on console anyway, would just Aren't strategy games rubbish on a console? Yes, most most strategy games won't work on consoles either, so it's fine to stay on PC. Yeah. Using a thumbstick to control the mouse. I mean, that'd be a nightmare, wouldn't it? Trying to move a block around with a thumbstick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this would be the solution for this. Um, yeah. This wouldn't work well. This would be a mess, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that shouldn't cause you any problems then. That's good. Uh, so is this your first game that you've developed? Um, no, it's not my first one. In my time as indie developer, when I... I developed some games. I started, I guess, I started with the very first game I made was a Pong game, a Pong clone. I love, I love Pong. <laughs> Later on, I developed some tower defense games to get, to get into the, into the game development to get something done, something very small. Mm -hmm. And later I participated, or later I, do you know the Ludum there? The what? Ludum there, I can write it. Maybe I pronounce it wrong. This one? <laughs> Let's have a look. You know it? Ludum. No, no, I don't. No. Ludum there, no. Ludum there. It's the uh, um, world's biggest game jam. So developers take the time. From mm -hmm. Friday to Monday, you get 27 hours. Yes. Oh, okay. Develop a game. To make a game, yes. Oh, okay. I've heard of it, but I didn't know it was called Ludum Dare. Ludum Dare? I don't know how they're going to that, pronounce that's that. The, that's the biggest one worldwide. There are over 10,000 teams, I guess. Right. And they make it three times a year. So, yeah, you should at least take a look at it. It's, it's very cool games will be created there. That's and, brilliant. I'm going to bookmark that now. Excellent. Thank you. And, yeah, <laughs> I made two games for Ludum Dare, one with a team, one alone. And the game I made with the team was under the top 100. So this was Ooh. pretty cool. That is very cool. Yes. This was... are you, now, are you going to link to those games as well? Can we see them? Um... We can send it to me after if you want. I mean, we yeah, can, I can send just it for a bit of interest. Why not? I'll stick it in the show notes so people want to check out what you, uh, what you created. That'd be, so, that'd yes, be cool. It's, yeah, it's a better game. It's called Rattendorf, and it's quite cool. But it's also buggy because if you have only three days to develop something, <laughs> you code fast as hell. But you can't get rid of all the bugs. It's, this is why I don't like to tease this game much. No, I, mean, I find it's always interesting to see what people create, though. I mean, and to see where you've come from. I mean, uh, yes. for me, I like to I like to see what developers have created in the past. 
Yes, I guess people, uh, gamers tend more and more to look what that what did the what did the developer in the past? Yes. Yeah. So that's it's okay. Cool. Point. Yeah, because again, that's the thing with indie indie developers. That, you know, you do become a fan of the developer rather than just because I mean, if you look at the the, the AAA titles, hmm. I I would expect most people most people on the street wouldn't have a clue who developed the game or who yes. published it, or they wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have any idea who that game came from, um, and they don't care. But with, the, with right. the indie community, I think people do care, and they are interested to see where the developers come from, what other games they make, um, and they are more likely to follow you as a person, as a creator, and follow you forever. If they like one game, they'll keep checking out what you, what you make. So I think it is important to see where, you know, what you've been working on Yes, this, this is indie spirit, I guess. Indie spirit, absolutely. Um, okay, so if we move on to the, I know we kind of covered it already, but what made you get into game development? Was it a specific reason or just your love of games? Um, yeah, it was, I guess. I mean, I was playing games since, since I was eight, starting with a, ooh, was what is... I guess that's Science and NES, Super Nintendo. Okay, yeah. System. Yeah, Science and first consoles at playing games. And later I started, I, I also love board games, the card games. And okay. I first started with changing rules of card games to make them better or make them just new, something to create something new with card games or board games and, and change rules. And yeah, and later I, I found my passion for programming. And so you, yes. so you've, yeah, so you've always had that bug of making things better or changing them to how you like them. That's clear. That's not a new, um, new personality trait for you. Then you've always liked to improve stuff. Yes. Well, you're in the right. You're in the right job. Then perfect. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> um. So, what, what about um any other help with the game? So you've had you've got your artist doing your artwork. Yes. Um. Anybody helped with the audio or? Mm. In February, I I had a game which was playable, but which wasn't big enough or good enough for an audience, for, an actual, for actual gamers. And I was missing audio completely, and I was missing a straight game design. Um, this is why I was looking for a game designer and uh, someone for the audio part. And I really quick found someone. Not only someone, I found a good game designer <laughs> and a very passionate audio or musician, very passionate musician. And yeah, the team grow. Later in the development process, I got an email from, an, from another artist who was like, I love your game. I love what you do. Ah. And I would like to contribute for low pricing. And I was, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, yeah, as an indie developer, and I mean, I have invested over 1,000 euros so far out of my own pocket. Um, yeah, I was happy to hear that someone will be cheaper <laughs> and he make good art, a good art style, and it's fitting to the game. He's a bit slow, mm -hmm. but this is totally fine. There's no rush currently. Um, the most graphics are done anyways. We yeah. will just add more details and more details, and yeah, yeah. It does look it looks great. The game it does look lovely. 
So they've done, definitely done a good job there. Um, the, the biggest thing we need to add are seasons like winter, autumn, spring. So currently it's a wide mix of maybe everything. The trees look like autumn and yeah, we have to bring this in line. We have to bring seasons in the game. Wow, wow. This is the, the biggest part we have to add. Yeah. That sounds that's gonna be great. Oh, that's gonna be so hard. I can already <laughs> sorry, it's snowing, nothing is growing, everybody's dying. That's that's gonna be a theme. Yeah, this game. Maybe, maybe if you don't manage your incidents, yeah. yes. I won't manage. I won't manage. Everybody will be, everyone will be dead by December. <laughs> <laughs> this could happen, yes. This could happen in the game. Oh yeah, I'm at, I'm I'm dying to try it to see how fast I can kill people without tr <laughs> without trying. <laughs> Uh, I will. I will take a look. If when you play the game, I will definitely take a look. <laughs> I would like to see it. Yeah, you will be swearing at me. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so um, so why have you? So you've decided to put this on Kickstarter. So this is a current Kickstarter campaign. Um, of the time of recording, you've got 16 days left. So what made you? Why have you put it on Kickstarter? Um. Yeah, as I said, we have freelancer artists working for us and, and the other ones are working for a revenue share. And the freelancers like to get paid previously and not after the money flows in from sellings and steam. Of course. So yeah, we need money to for the freelancers to have more art uh, more art and better art done for the game. Yes, that's that's the main reason to okay. craft uh, more or to craft a better game. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Yes, yeah, so it's just funding. You need need the funding. Fair enough. So you are, you are. What was it? A thirty day Kickstarter campaign? How long was it running for? Yeah, thirty days. Okay, so you're halfway through the the time, right? And you are almost halfway pledged yeah. as well. So you're just about on track. It's it's uh, just slowly getting a bit nervous because of the Kickstarter campaign because it's currently moving very slow, but I talked with other developers and they say during the mid of the campaign, it's normal, that it's, it's slow progressing. Okay. And yeah, getting a bit nervous, but I hope we get the founding which are going. Well, I'm going to head there now. Okay, so if you're listening to this, you can pause the podcast. It's not going anywhere. Head to Kickstarter. The link will be in the show notes. Feudal Kingdoms is the game. Um, head over and back to the project. I'm not going to say please, because just, you know, come on, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, you've got two pound, two euro pledge. You can even start there. How about that? Just to say, just say hello. Go say hello to Philip on there. Uh, yeah, 16 euros. Let's see, this is, this is nothing. So please, please people, head over and support the Kickstarter. We've got to get this going because I have to do a stream. I have to kill everybody. <laughs> Although I hope no one clips that, that, <laughs> no one make a clip of me saying that okay i don't want to get arrested um so okay, like i said we'll leave a link in the show notes because that'd be that'd be good for everyone i always like this question so has anything surprised you or troubled you during the development um good or bad at the beginning i was very surprised how fast i came forward because <laughs> i mean i'm looking at other developers for years now and i see that the most of them need one or two years to make a game and i was very surprised that i came so fast forward and now i'm getting slower and slower as more content as i had 
because I like to add the content perfectly fitting and to get the last to get, to, to get it perfect to get it perfectly shaped in every mm. every fitting to everything else it takes a lot of time to add a, just a bit of content currently but um, our target is the release in November the Steam early access release and I I'm very sure we will keep the date in November wow that's very but, good I mean it's no, just over um, a year from start yes. to finish. Yeah, okay. it's, it's it's not a finish, but it's an early, early SS release. Well, yeah, we'll I mean... To continue. <laughs> but, but it will be full playable. So, yeah. Yeah, but so... We need to add a lot of more content but also to the game. So, yeah. Because you've got... Because the problem you've got is because you've gone into such detail, which is great, now, any little change you make, you have to make sure it doesn't affect the right. whole game. You know, you might add two extra trees in there, then suddenly one faction's overpowered because there's too much wood around. Yes, this, this is the point, and this is why we are, why it takes so long. As, as more content as we add, it's taking a bit longer for every content. But yeah, we have uh, a good plan for it, and we are inside our time frame, so it's fine. Excellent. That's very good. Uh, and again, you put that towards your engine, your framework that you're using, yeah, mainly. What? So you put that development speed down to the framework that you're using, or is it just your huge skill level? Um, it's more the framework than <laughs> skill level. It's it's a bit diff different to uh, difficult to explain because for other people, mass is like one plus one is two, and for me, is my mass. I understand mass in other ways than most people do. This is why I never had good uh, uh, grades. I had never had good grades in mass in the school because I just had a totally different understanding of mass. And this maybe maybe it helps me for the development. I don't know. That's interesting, actually. That's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I was I was in the bottom group for maths. <laughs> uh, yeah, for maths, one plus one is maths for me. I know. <laughs> Get nervous if it starts going higher than that. So, um, okay, that's interesting actually about about the mass thing. Okay, cool. Um, so, where are we up to? Best place to find out about the game. Where, where, if people want to find out more about the game, where is the best um, place for them to go to? Uh, we have our website, bloodandpixels.com. Uh, I will send you the dot com. It's called. Sorry. So, so blood um, and pixels is the um, it's the website. It's a, it's a publisher. So studio i have found it for the game yes okay and is this going to be the home of any future games right that's right yes excellent so this is the place to go um okay so bloodandpixels.com oh no it's just bloodpixels.com isn't it sorry yes we have maybe yes <laughs> yeah i just had to check <laughs> bloodpixels.com um okay that's good so you've got a link to you with kickstarter there and everything um and you're pretty active on twitter as well Yes, I'm quite active on Twitter because this is, I guess, on Twitter are the most indie developers, quite yeah. a good tool for indie developers to get known. It is. Yes. The hashtags work really well, don't they? Yeah, the hashtags help a lot and you can fast and easy share what you have done in one day with a GIF or image. So it's quite yeah. good. Yes. Yeah, I noticed you're, do you're doing well because you're actually sharing GIFs. So take take note, other developers. <laughs> share, I really share. like to share gifts. It's, 
it's you can show yeah you can show actually what you are doing with a static image the the other ones who don't are in the development they don't know what have changed what is new no so yeah gifs are the way to go they are take note everybody so you do <laughs> You're one of the rare ones doing it properly, so good. What about help? Do you still need help with anything with the game? Are you looking for any, can anyone help, whether it's testing or um, anything at all? Currently, we don't need any help. We just need our Kickstarter campaign founded. Um, but later, we can need translators for any other language than English or German, because English and German we already have. This, this mm -hmm. is fine. Um, yeah, but every other language we can support it. We have the we have the funds for as yes, we can support every other language, but we need translators. Okay, that's a, that's. I'm sure that'll be a popular one. Um, I know a few a few Spanish and Portuguese people out there, so I know I know you're out there. I know you're listening, so you can put your name forward. <laughs> Is there one thing that you spent far too long doing in the game? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> okay, I, worked, I guess I worked one week for the water shader. You can find some gifts, some more gifts of the, of the progress. And I was so stressed about it. I worked one week straight on this, on the shader and it won't work and won't work, won't work. Last but not least, it does work, but not like I, not like I do have to have it to but it's, it's in the game actually, and it works. It's not, it could be better, wow. but it works. So that's that's a new one. I'll it later again. I will work another week on not uh, water weeks, shading. So. Water shading, yes. Water shading, that's terrible, impressive. A terrible thing. I had, a very terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> I had um, uh, Deanna from Capitolite, I think um, a few weeks ago, and I think she said that it was, um, grass shading they were struggling with. <laughs> yeah, shading so, is always a very stressful and it's not cool. But when it's when it's work, when you know what you do, it can be very, very cool shading. You have a shader. But if you don't know what are you doing, it's, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> a lot of time you have to invest. Brilliant. Water and grass. This is a good, good list. I'm, I'm, a, I'm gathering a list of Funny Absolutely. problems that you've all struggled yeah. with. <laughs> but shaders will always be on the top level, I guess. Okay, what about, well, we haven't really touched on, what about the storyline to the game? Is there an over, overarching storyline you've got? Um, there's a huge backstory. So every, every kingdom has its own backstory. And why the player is on the point when the game starts has a story. Okay. But currently, we are working on in-game events to which also affect the story or give the player a story because we give them a pre-story. Something happens before he start, the, play, the game starts. It's, it's obviously. But um, we also like to add story to the gameplay. But strategic games are never such deep, have, have never such deep stories. But um, we work on it. We try okay. to implement a story that guides the player a bit through the game. Mm -hmm. And are you writing the story yourself? Um, my game designer is writing the story. <laughs> ah, excellent. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to write stories, but 
I don't like my own stories. Maybe they are good, maybe not, but I don't like them, so no. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Good idea. Hey, but 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 what is what's strange is that it actually can be quite a difficult skill to recognize the fact that you aren't very good at something, or you or you know, or you don't like some things that you do, and it's um it's knowing to pass it off onto someone else, and it's being brave enough to trust someone else to create that part of the game for you. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it's always hard to give something to someone else, but it's needed and I've done it and it's it's working. It's working good. Yes. Excellent. Can't wait. Um, okay, so is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to go into more detail on or something we've missed? Um, I guess no. We have talked a lot about of the game of every aspect of the game maybe not of every aspect but of, of we have talk, talked of a lot mm-hmm. of, of things yes the main thing people can do now is share if you're not going to back the kickstarter campaign then please at least share it on your social medias because it only needs a couple of people that you don't you know think about to, to pick it up um and they may well back it so please share the, the kickstarter um make sure you follow philip on twitter and head to the website and follow all the links that I'm going to post in the in the show notes. Um, but it looks like a very cool game. Like I said, even though the fact that it's not my it's not my type of game, being strategy, because I'm far too impatient. You know, I'm I'm such I've got such a short attention span. I just <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm terrible at these games. But I would definitely like to play it. Um, so I will play it at some point when we get there, and we'll do a stream and we'll uh, we'll see what happens. That'd be that'd be cool. Um, okay, well, there we go. So that is everything. So um, thank well, you. Well yeah, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. Uh, thank you for doing it. That's my yeah. pleasure. All right, so keep an eye out. Check all the links out in the show notes. Um, and we'll I catch agree. you later. Yeah, thank you. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Big thank you to Philip. Um, it, it was a great chat, so thank you so much for coming on. Um, if you're an indie developer and you want me to feature your game uh, on the podcast, then please just head to Twitter, uh, find me as IndieGameX, or Instagram, same handle, IndieGameX, or you can email me, IndieGameX at gmail.com. Um, let me know what your game is, talk to me, and we'll arrange a, a podcast uh, interview. Also, we can arrange a live stream of your game, so we will be doing a live stream of Philip's game when we get the chance. So if you want your game live streamed on Twitch or YouTube or both or wherever you like, we can do that too. Thank you everybody for listening. Any feedback or retweets or anything that you give this episode, just want to say thank you very much now, ahead of time. And keep an eye out for the next episode. It's coming pretty soon. So keep an ear out for that. Also, while I've got you, please head to... um, Lots of please and asks here, I'm sorry. But please head to the new Twitch channel which is twitch.tv slash IndieGameyaks. As you know, I had to start a brand new channel, so I'm still trying to get the, the followers up. So if you can head to, to uh, Twitch and do that, that'd be marvellous. You're a superstar, thank you. Right, until next week, ciao for now.